Therefore, many other signs Jesus also did in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. These have been written so that you may believe. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. The words of today's introduction were penned by John, and they're found toward the end of his gospel. Even when we take all the accounts of the life of Christ on earth, we have but a snapshot. Any single text could rightly be called a snapshot of that snapshot. Yet, what Yahweh revealed and inspired, what he has so kindly preserved for us in his holy Bible, is written so that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, we may have life in his name. Here now, one small portion of Scripture which enables us to see the big picture of the person and work of Christ. Hear now Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. And immediately, after they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever, and immediately they spoke to Jesus about her. And he came to her and raised her up, taking her by the hand. And the fever left her and she began waiting on them. Now when evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill, and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he was not permitting the demons to speak, because they knew who he was. And in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus rose up, went out of the house, and went away to a desolate place, and was praying there. And Simon and his companions searched for him, and they found him, and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go elsewhere, to the towns nearby, so that I may preach there also, for that is what I came out for. And he went, preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and casting out the demons." Our text, along with the parallel passages in Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 4, gives us a wonderful picture of the life of Christ. We see our Lord and Savior living selflessly and prayerfully. The King of glory shows his love and compassion for the sick and demon-possessed. His omnipotence is on full display as he simply speaks the word and his will is done whether that's curing serious life-threatening illnesses or casting out demons. In verse 35 of our text, we see a vital aspect about Christ's ministry. Very early in the morning, before the sun had risen, he rose, went out, went away, and prayed. This was his custom or his pattern in the life that he lived while here on earth. And now we know he lives to make constant intercession for those who are his. 
Yet, as we continue reading, when they found him alone in prayer and told him that there were many in need, our Savior returned to his ministry. His ministry among and to the people. His ministry of preaching the gospel and healing. In our passage and throughout the gospels, we see tremendous demands on Christ, on his time, strength, and energy. But, while we see Jesus living a strenuous life, we never see him scurried. Neither in our text nor in any other scripture do we see King Jesus hurried, harried, or hectic. His continual intimate fellowship with his Father in heaven is the reason, and we too must have that fellowship. But we also must remember this, as Matthew Henry reminds us, quote, Though a desert place may be a convenient retreat, yet it is not a convenient residence, because we were not sent into this world to live to ourselves. No, not the best part of ourselves, but to glorify God and do good in our generation. End of quote. In other words, just as Christ Jesus did. And the more opportunity that God gives us to do good, the more likely it is we will become hurried, harried, and hectic. So we too must be living in vital fellowship with our Heavenly Father in prayer. Hear the words of another great man of God, J.C. Ryle. The more work we have to do, the more we ought to imitate our Master. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.